0: Eric, can you tell us about the first screenplay you sold, what was happening in your life at that moment in time, and how many had you written previously?
1: Wow, that takes me back. Um, I I was still at UCLA as a grad student, and I was in in my first year working on my PhD. I mean, I always knew I wanted to teach at the college level sometimes, so I wanted to get those... Uh, required degrees in early (laughs) and I just loved college and I wouldn't let anybody tear me out of there. So I was still working on the PhD but there was another student there, doctoral student there whose stepfather was a director and he asked, do you have anything, do you have any stories? And I was working on something, I I had a novella I was working on at the time, it was kind of for the time kind of an uppity. Romantic Comedy. Um, so I gave it to da- David E. Miller was the director if anybody wants to look that one up in film history. He was a great studio, mainstream studio director and did some really good work um, but David really liked it and he wanted to option it and work on it with me and I said well, that sounds pretty good and I was what 20, 23, 24. I think I was twenty four at the time, and that's what that's why I never went back for the second year and and beyond and I never did my dissertation for the for the doctoral degree because I was bought out of there and paid to write a screenplay and I was twenty four and maybe a little more cocky than I should have been. I figured I got this knocked you know i'm 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 off and running and well. First life lesson: It was to be another eight years before I got my next assignment, my second assignment. But I was doing PhD in theater, so I had been writing stage plays for a number of years. But that's what it was. It was called the Menopause of Henrietta Luck, and it was uh, it was a romantic comedy.
0: What sparked the idea for the uh, novella?
1: Good question. Where do these things <laughs> Where does come a from? You know? I, don't um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I could tell you. It was. <clears throat> it was a woman, a rather reserved woman in her late thirties, was was the the main character, the heroine, and she had a father, who was crotchety and uppity, and Mentally not quite all there. And that just kinda came I think from family history. We have a lot of eccentrics in our family. <laughs> so, you know, I was working the old uh your own family sort of material.
0: So then what did your own family think of you leaving this PhD program, right, at UCLA to quote unquote go to Hollywood? I mean you're still in LA, but you're you're crossing the line into town, another part of town, and then become an adult and not a perpetual student.
1: That mm-hmm. was fine. It was fine. You know, I, I was I'm a very lucky person when it comes to pre- to parents. Really, truly, I mean, we were what would you call it? Middle class, lower middle class, basically as a family. But I had two loving, caring, wonderful people for pre- for parents, and. Uh, I learned to value that more and more as life goes on, truly, truly that was a blessing. And uh, my dad was the scientist and my mom was uh, not an artist in and of herself but she's the one who understood it, you know, go do what you're good at. So uh, no, no, they understood and the plan was always that I would go back. Well one thing led to another and I never did go back to the PhD program.
0: So they, you had their blessing, you you sell this script, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. Is it made? No, no. It's not made. <laughs> okay. And what are you doing in that eight years? What's your progression of mood, output during that eight years?
1: Well after that, um, basically up to that point I had never even been in a room with a motion picture camera in the same room. So. My girlfriend at the time, Diane, uh, she had uh, applied and gotten into the American Film Institute and I said, oh that sounds pretty good and that's better than going out into the world and going to work. So I applied too and we both got into the American Film Institute and we both already had a Master of Fine Arts terminal degree uh, in theater from UCLA and then we went into the Master of Fine Arts program at the AFI. Myself as a screenwriter and Diane as a director, she's a wonderful director. And uh so we got to hide out for another three years,
0: yeah. I see.
1: But uh after that then I focused on writing.
0: And so did you think that it would just be a matter of a, a few years until you'd churn out the next script and sell it again? And you could sort of capture lightning in a bottle again? Or no you
1: I wasn't that optimistic. Optimistic, (laughs) yes, you have to be to a certain extent, but I'm also a realist. I just knew I had to do it. And it was another, speaking of luck, Diane was another major, major part of my luck because this lady took a chance, you know, that very, very few young, beautiful women I think would be willing to take on a guy from nowhere. Who said he was going to be a writer? Fat chance, right? But she <laughs> you, you know, put all her marbles on that, and she did. And I just it was an amazing journey, and that she took that chance was something. And uh, I just kept working and I started to get work. Uh, you kick, you know, if you're a writer, in any form, in any genre, if you're a writer, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. I mean that's that goes with that goes with the territory. It's just that's the way it happens. So you got to get used to certain things. You have to find that self, that peace within yourself, and toughen your skin, get alligator hide, because it's coming and it is going to come. Uh, and then you just try every the best way possible that you know how to do to uh, learn from it all. Learn from it all, and. Uh, I I was not an outgoing. I was a pretty shy kid, basically, is what it comes down to. I was not a tremendously outgoing person at that time. I didn't hadn't mastered mastered that skill yet, Uh, uh, but I felt I had a plan. I knew I couldn't do it by bashing on bashing on doors, kicking doors down, pounding on tables. Like to exaggerate to make a point, I wasn't one of those people. But what I could do is make myself inevitable by continuing to crank out original material and that is exactly what happened. I just kept writing and I just kept rewriting and rewriting until they were pretty darn good. So when opportunities came as eventually they did, I was ready. I had scripts, different genres, you know, what do you want, what do you want to see? Uh, I en- Ultimately I ended up with a top well i am I'm, I'm not going to bandy names about it at this point, but a top agent literary agent in Hollywood, which kind of changed everything and you know made other things possible and it was just because I had a drawer full of scripts um, but i would I would like to say this uh, before we move on <laughs> I've written seventeen feature screenplays uh uh for remuneration you know uh, uh, on assignment shall we say um Of those seventeen, six got made. Of those six, I get screen credit on five. Of the five, I get shared screen credit on three and sole screen credit on two. And the reason I like to run that down for people is that is a pretty typical career career arc for a working screenwriter. It's not what a lot of people coming into the field think it's going to be, um, no, basically you end up making your living and it can be at times a very good living off of stuff that is never going to get made because whether it's made or not those are financial decisions, those are business decisions and your original material you crank out uh, can be very, very good and be a good work sample but I have a number of scripts that were never made, never, never uh optioned yes but never made because they were wrong in their timing for the business at that, at that moment so uh, that's truly I think kind of a, a glimpse of the true nature of this business. Um, I don't think it's changed too much since then. Um, people need to know that who are genuinely interested in, and, and fantasize or see the possibility of them becoming screenwriters. They need to buckle down for the long haul because that's what it is.